Hi, welcome back to Heard, a One Step Away podcast. In this episode, I speak with Jerry. Jerry is 60 years old and has worked with One Step Away since September of 2012. This episode was originally recorded in February of 2019 in the basement of the United Methodist Church on Broad Street. This episode was recorded by Dylan Yuska, edited by Max Morgan, and produced by Emily Taylor. If you like this episode, please remember to subscribe and rate. Your support helps One Step Away lift Philadelphians out of homelessness. And please be advised, this is an explicit podcast that touches on some pretty sensitive topics and issues. Hi, my name is Jerry Tucker. I was raised up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, but I was born in McCray, Georgia. I came up here and I was raised up in South Philadelphia. Uh, I, I recognized homelessness at the age of 16 years old. Now, first, I had all happened. My, my father had died in 73. I was 14 years old. Then a couple years later, my mother died. Uh, I happened to come home and found my mother dead at 16 years old. And when I did that, I was more like lost. I was sleeping on trains and I was sleeping in doorways and stuff like that. I felt like I had nobody because I, I really didn't because during that time, all I knew was her. I didn't even know my family until after she passed away, I found my birth papers and found out I was born in McCray, Georgia. And my mother's name was Ida Bell Tucker. That wasn't even her name. And they said, Father Unknown. So right there, I was tore apart. A best friend of mine would tell me, he said, man, I introduced you to my cousin. You could, maybe he'll take you in, man. You could stay with us. They both, they more like adopted me at the age of 16. And I stayed with them till I was like in my 20s. You know what I mean? I had a job and everything. I started paying like $25 a week for rent until I got a, in a relationship with this lady and I told her my story. So she got to City Hall and she told the people, she said, I got a, my friend of mine is trying to find his family down here in McCray, Georgia. And, and they asked her, what's his name? He said, my friend, she said, my friend's name is Jerry Tucker. She said, there's a guy working at the funeral home named Jerry Tucker. She said, well, I'll give you the phone number to the funeral home, and you could talk to him. And he said, she said, do you got a, a, a run chair by the name Jerry Tucker that's in Philadelphia? He said, yeah, that's my nephew. He said, we've been looking for you for years. He said, I called down there. I think the lady that related to her, that was my grandmother's sister that raised me. And, and he, she told him that I was in jail during 20 years. I was 45 years old when I got to know my family down there. Wow. After all this I went through, it was, it was a sad situation. Cause I only had, at that time, two uncles and one aunt left. I had 13 uncles, all of them was gone dead, deceased. If family is family, but when I really got to know family, it wasn't the family I thought I had. And I ended up back up here, 2012. I wasn't homeless, homeless. I was more in a shelter. You know what I mean? I was just homeless as a teenager, kid, probably for a few months. But as I got older, I ended up more like in, in, a, in a shelter. I was about 30 years old, 31. I ended up getting a job at Graduate Hospital. And I stayed there for 17 years. During that time, 
Um, I was in a relationship, you know, things didn't work out. I end up in a shelter. So I stayed there almost two years in a shelter. While I was in there, I went around different places, trying to get applications, trying to get my own apartment. So what I did, I went to 20th in Samson, Kate's place. It's called Project Homes. For the people that have been in shelters or homelessness and stuff like that. So I went down there, I got an application, I filled it out. She said, Well, you need $50 a month rent and $15 security. I said, That's all? She said, Yeah. So I had the news, one step away newspapers. So I went out there and made sure I made $100 that day. I came back with a money order and I got that apartment. And I've stayed in that apartment since 2013, November the 1st, and I'm still there now. My way out was one step away. That was my way out of there. Helped me get in my apartment. It helped me pay my bills. It helped me feed myself. It helped me do a whole lot. Without this paper, I don't know what I would have did. You could die on the street. I had a couple friends that did one step away. Right now, passed away on a city street. This guy, it was two of them that I got the job for them here. They died out there being homeless. I used to talk to you guys all the time. I, I, he'd be on the street. I'm just telling them. Oh, they, they, they didn't want to get the help. They died on the street. About two of my friends, man, two of them, died on, on the pavement, man. But before he died on the street, he did go in a shelter to try to get a little help. He ended up with his apartment, but he just... He was still sleeping on the street. But I felt good by trying to give him some advice before he did that. I've been on South Street since 2012. It's like family on South Street now. People stop by that know me. They talk, they just sit, they stand right there and talk to me. And I enjoyed that, you know what I mean? And it's not about the, the dollars all the time. You can have conversation with people. You never know who you're going to meet on South Street. When I got into Creed as an extra, this lady helped me get in there because she was an actor. So she helped me. She took pictures of me and everything to send it to the director of Creed. I met Richard Gere. I went to his premiere movie. He came out with Time Out of Mind. He played a homeless guy in New York. I told him my story. He said to me, he said, you the real deal. He said, I was just the actor of this. Then, back in 2000, I believe, 2015, had a chance to meet oh, the president, Obama. Governor Wolf, he was, he was becoming the, the, be the governor. And I went there, I had a chance to meet Obama, shake his hand. I never knew a hundred years I'd meet a president and shake his hand. I was out there to the, the knockout homelessness, meeting boxers and fighters and stuff like that at their awards. I met Joe Frazier's daughter. I met Nate Miller's. There were a lot of fighters there that I had a chance to meet. Older fighters. They older than me. I try to go around and, and talk to most of these homeless guys. I tell them about one step away. I be out there preaching to the homeless people. You know what I mean? I say, y'all ain't got that. There's a girl right there. Work right now. She used to be on 8th and Market. She was homeless. And I told her about one step away. She been with one step away for a few years now. Only thing about just don't give up, that's all. Because if I would have gave up, I don't know where I would have been at. You know what I mean? My friend of mine told me about this. If I would just say, you know what, because I had it in my mind not to even do it. But like he told me, he said, man, give yourself a chance. Don't give up, man. Just hang in there with it. So I went on and did it.
Since 2012, I've been doing it. Been in my apartment since 2013. And I'm not turning back. I mean, I'm 60 years old now. No, I ain't turning back. I'm trying to keep myself away from the shelters, the jails, all that. And I say this. A lot of homeless people out there is not on drugs and alcohol. You can't look down on them guys, man. Or women, you can't look down on them because they on the street. You don't know where they been. You don't know how they end up this way. It could be bad relationship. It could be they lost everything. They had a job and lost it. Could have went mentally nuts, something happened to them. That's why they out there. They ain't just out there for nothing. It could be the drugs, some of them. It could have been the alcohol. But it's more than that because they wouldn't be out there like that. You know what I mean? I end up in a shelter because of relationship. Things didn't work out. But I wasn't going to be on there. And when my mother died, I was homeless because I was messed up. I was young. When I, I was 16 years old when I started. I was a first experience homeless. 16 years old? I had dropped out of school and everything. So I say, man, yeah, you can't look down on nobody homeless. You can help them, man. Lift them up or something. It even hurt me when I walk past, walking the streets right now. And these guys out here, you know what I mean? If I got money, I don't really like to give them money, but I will feed you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if I do give you a dollar, two dollars, hey, if you don't do the right thing with it, that's on you. But I believe what I did from my heart. When you don't have nothing, it seems like you don't have nobody. No family, no friends. No one, nobody want to be bothering you down and out. Nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you up, you got the family, you got everybody around you. But when you come down, you ain't got nothing. And that's the way I was. I got my families. I got my family, the people I'd have met. I grew up attached. We like family on 10th on and South right now. People walk up to me, talk to me all the time. They tell me their stories. And then I remember a vendor telling me, he said, Jerry, how in the world you can sit, stand there all that time talking to people and not getting a donation? You know what I told him? It ain't about the dollar, man. It ain't about a dollar. You know what I mean? People got stories to tell that they don't even tell their own family, man. And I'm the one guy will stand there and listen to it, just like people will listen to my story. I, I don't feel by, by alone now, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm listening to these stories. They don't even have to tell me their stories, but they, they stand right there and talk to me. And sometimes they come with their little kids. I'm telling you what, I used to be out there. I used to go to the Dollar Tree and buy stuff, candy or bags or whatever. And when people get, give me a donation, I used to give them a little shopping bag so they could use to go and hold for or at me with. I was passing out shopping bags. They with their kids. I used to give kids candy. That's what I used to do on South Street. And people would come up to me and say, to go $5, to go $10 for it. Some people said to go 20 Lady came by and gave me $100. And I, I, I was shocked because my personality and the way I talk to people. That's why I say it ain't about the, the money, the donation. Christmas time, I'm going to tell you, I give out Christmas gift to the, to the managers in Acme and Whole Food sometimes. Because these people recognize me on their corner all the time. They could tell me, that, man, you can't stand here. Man, the manager, the director and all them, 
they, they call me, they tell me to come in. You want something to eat? Just come on in. What I wanted to do, like I already have it, I want to get my little table, get my magazine sitting there, have something like poster with me on it, with Richard Gere on it, and something they could see what I've been doing. You know, if you're out there sleeping on the street, sleeping on a plane, I mean, sleeping on the train, the buses, whatever, there's hope for you. You just got to get up off the ground and go get the help. There's help out here. Don't give up. Just go out there and do what you have to do. And sooner or later, you're going to get what you need. You just can't give up. You just can't give up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Heard, a One Step Away podcast. You can support our storytellers by subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review, or buying a magazine. You can also follow us on Instagram at OSAPhilly. Thanks for listening.